Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 011. Don't trade your gold for bronze. Hey, that's not just a good investment tip. That's today's wake-up call. I want you to see what I mean by that. Don't trade your gold for bronze. 2 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 1. Now it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom and had strengthened himself that he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel along with him. And it happened in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem because they, because they had transgressed against the Lord. King Rehoboam, he is the successor of King Solomon. Of course, King David, King Rehoboam's grandfather, mighty man of God, a man after God's own heart, a mighty warrior. He fights and fights the wars of Israel and expands the kingdom. And it comes to Israel comes to a mighty place of strength. And King Solomon, through the wisdom of God, comes to a place of prosperity. And here comes King Rehoboam. He inherits this kingdom full of prosperity and wealth at its highest point, Israel's highest pinnacle point, And King Rehoboam receives the kingdom at that place, at his highest of highs. And what does King Rehoboam decide to do? Turn his back on God. He forsakes the law of God. He forsakes the very thing, the law, and the very person, God, that brought Israel to their peace and their prosperity. And as always, when you turn your back on the things of God, which is called sin, sin costs you something. And in verse 2, this king of Egypt comes up to fight against the kingdom of Israel and against Rehoboam because, point blank, the Bible says, they transgressed against the Lord. They're no longer in the will of God. They're no longer in the protection of God because they've sinned and turned their back on God. Now, Shemaiah the prophet in verse 5 tells them point blank to Rehoboam and the elders of Israel why you're being attacked. Thus says the Lord, you've forsaken me. And therefore, I also have left you in the hand of Shishak. In other words, you left me, so I've left you. Well, when they hear that, verse 6, thank goodness they humble themselves. Rehoboam and the elders of Israel, they do humble themselves because of this sin. And here's what is very unfortunate about the whole situation. Verse 7, it says, The Lord said, They have humbled themselves, therefore I will not destroy them completely. But I will grant them some deliverance. My wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Nevertheless, they will be his servants, that they may distinguish my service from the service of the kingdoms of the nations. Israel and Rehoboam, they turn their back on God. They leave the law of God. They forsake the truth of God. And it brings sin. Sin always takes you farther than you want to go. It keeps you longer than you want to stay, and it makes you pay a price far, far too high. And they entered into sin. They turned their back on God, and it cost them something. Though because of God's mercy, when they humbled themselves, God said, I will not allow them to destroy you completely. It still cost them something. Now, what did it cost them? This is where we get today's wake-up call title from. 2 Chronicles 12.9 
So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took everything. He also carried away the gold shields which Solomon had made. Then King Rehoboam made the bronze shields in their place and committed them to the hands of the captains of the guard who guarded the doorway of the king's house. And whenever the king entered the house of the Lord, the guard would go and bring them out. Then they would take them back into the guard room. This Egyptian king, he plunders Israel. He takes the wealth and the treasures from the house of the Lord and the king's palace. And and the Bible mentions, by no mistake, of course, one particular treasure that's in the house of the king, the king's palace. Gold shields that Solomon made during his age and reign of prosperity. And Rehoboam replaces these gold shields, but not with gold, but with bronze. He traded his gold for bronze. When he turned his back on the things of God, he traded what he had, which was peace and prosperity, for what the world would give him, which was being looted and robbed. And he replaces gold shields with bronze shields. Now here's the thing. If you polish bronze and gold really, really well, they'll look almost identical. They'll shine almost exactly the same. In fact, you can Google like how to tell difference between bronze and gold because they look so much alike and it will show you ways to, so you can know, well, was that really a gold ring or a bronze ring? Because gold is extremely valuable, but bronze, not so much, even though they look alike. And Rehoboam had the men, the guards, the captains of the guards in the palace house, they had to go into this garrison room and grab those bronze shields and run back out and stand up at attention with those bronze shields as he passed by. Everything looked the same, but it was far less valuable. Rehoboam was just living a lie at that point. Bronze for gold. He gave up his gold shields, had bronze shields, but hey, it still looks the same, even though the value is far, far less. Verse 14, And Rehoboam did evil, because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. Rehoboam did evil because his heart wasn't prepared. He did not set his heart toward the things of God. He thought he could do it in his own strength. He gets to a place, we just read, that he strengthened himself and he thought, you know what, I can do this on my own. He tried to do it in his own strength, his own ideas, his own opinions, and he suffered the consequence of it. So much so that now he's, he's, he has this little act going on with all the soldiers standing up with bronze shields pretending it's still the days of gold shields. There's another account in the New Testament that shares this same idea. Revelation 3. In the book of Revelation, the first four chapters, Jesus is speaking, really the first three chapters, Jesus is speaking to seven different churches. And one of the churches I want you to see is the Laodicean church in Revelation 3. In verse 17, Jesus says this to the church in Laodicea, Because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and I have need of nothing, yet you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Here's this church in Laodicea. They look good, man, but they've traded gold for bronze. You know what? You can go to church. Let's take that as an example. You can go to church 
and you can go through the motions. You can clap, you can sing, you can say amen, you can turn pages in your Bible or scroll on your digital Bible. But if your heart's not turned towards God, it's just a religious game. Don't play a religious game. Don't trade gold for bronze. Don't trade a valuable, true relationship with Christ for something that's just a show. Because at the end of the day, you may be able to shine up the show really well, but it will never be of true value. Your heart has to be turned towards the things of God. And here's this church in Laodicea. They say, look, we've got it going on. We look good. We've got gold. We're wealthy. We don't need a thing. And Jesus says, here's the problem though. I can see into your spirit, into who you really are, not just the outward appearance. I see you. And in reality, you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. But what I love about Jesus is this. He will never call out and convict of sin and wrongdoing without giving you the solution. He's never going to just say, you know what, this is wrong, and then leave you there. He's going to say, this is wrong, and here is how I can solve it, if you'll let me. Revelation 3.18, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Be full of fire, eager and repent. Jesus is telling this Laodicean church, He's saying it to you. He's saying it to me. He said it to Rehoboam. Turn your heart towards me. You say you're wealthy, but really you need to buy gold, pure gold, refined in the fire from me. What does that represent? That rep represents true faith. Don't trade your gold for brass. Don't trade your gold for bronze. Don't trade true faith for just a shallow tradition religion, social club gathering. Have true faith in God. Jesus is saying you need to buy gold refined in the fire. You need to buy white garments. What does these white garments represent? Righteousness in Christ Jesus. Don't trade your righteousness for Christ for people's ideas of right and wrong, the world's ideas of right and wrong. Don't trade what you have of value, righteousness, for the things of this world sin. And also by this eye salve. Anoint your eyes with this eye salve so you can clearly see. What does this eye salve represent? It represents knowing the truth of God by the Holy Spirit and His Word. Don't trade the Holy Spirit and His Word for the lies and schemes and opinions and thoughts and fears of man. Don't trade your gold for bronze. Don't trade your valuable relationship with Jesus for something that, though if you shine it up, it may look okay, but is worthless. Commit yourself to the things of God. Do the opposite. You know, the Bible gives us commands of what we should do, but it also gives us examples of what people, of what they did, and that we shouldn't follow those things. There's a lot of people in the Bible we should follow. But then there's a lot of people in the Bible that it's written there. You think about how honest God's Word is. It tells you all the good and all the bad. And a lot of the bad in the, in the Bible is there for us to see it and say, I never want to go down that path. It's a warning to let us know, don't ever trade your gold for bronze. Turn your face, turn your heart, turn your life 
totally, completely, 100% towards the things of God. And never, never give that up because that's true wealth. That's true value. That's true gold. Never give up what you have with Christ. Hey, I'm so thankful that you joined me this Monday morning or whenever you're listening to this wake-up call. Remember, every Monday I release a brand new wake-up call and every Thursday on the podcast channel exclusively, it's down in the description. If you're watching this by video on Facebook or Instagram, you can go to the link tree or go to the description and you'll see a link directly to the podcast channel, Faith for My Generation podcast, wherever you find wonderful podcasts. You can search for Faith for My Generation podcast and you'll find me there because every Every Thursday, I have an exclusive teaching, and sometimes I have interviews. In fact, it's working out to be one interview per month that I get to have a conversation with a different person, a different Christian person, and some of them, you know, the previous interviews, we've done evangelist Preston Shuttlesworth, Pastor Chris Vaughn, and I'm happy to announce that this coming Thursday, I will be releasing an interview with Pastor Cade Young and about his book that he wrote, Jesus Ain't Woke. So you got to make sure subscribe to the uh, to the podcast channel so that you do not miss that interview this coming Thursday. Hey, I'm so thankful for you, and I pray that you continue to draw close and close and closer to Christ. And remember, we are the faithful. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.